1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on Vision
0: Two more guests to introduce us to over this next 25 minutes or so Michael Callahan, who leads Freedom for Faith and Kieran Jackson who's the Australian Christian Lobby New South Wales State Director Uh, Michael Callahan, in your role as the Director of Freedom for Faith uh, it's a Christian legal think tank Uh, You're interested in issues of religious freedom. I want to ask you more specifically about the events that we are so familiar with now, what's been reported over this past week uh, since that horrific massacre in Christchurch, New Zealand, and the way that Australians have reacted and the effects that that has on the hypersensitivity that people have about issues of offence and freedom of speech. What are your thoughts for the fallout of what's happened in Christchurch? It it was this time last week, wasn't it? It was. We were just getting the news, I think, breaking around about this time. And um, the
1: the national conversation rightly has just uh, turned to one of uh, grief and sorrow over tremendous evil. Everyone's tried to make sense of it in different ways. And it has obviously tapped into deeper... Uh, longer conversations around you know, race and immigration and fear and security and uh, far-right uh, groups and, and everyone's got an opinion. Um, it, it's been quite a week.
0: And with opinions that are developing in people's minds, uh, it, even may, uh, it even may affect the way people will vote in the state election. Uh, even more significantly, the way that the opinions that are being formed now may hold over to things that happen in the federal election that is coming likely in May. But what we are of the understanding of when it comes to issues of freedom, uh, how our politicians deal with offence the sorts of legislation that might be in place uh, to try and help everyone get on, uh, that while there might be things that are legislated federally, and they are often implemented by the state. Uh, your thoughts for the way that states, in fact, deal with a lot of the issues of our freedoms?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, a, a lot of the uh, problems around religious freedom have, have come from state governments, from territory governments themselves, who've kind of stepped into uh, spaces they weren't before and wanted to control and take away freedoms that people once might have enjoyed. And so over the last couple of years, we've seen a huge amount of work being done federally around the, the Ruddock inquiry and the uh, still-waiting-to-be-delayed implementation of that that, that would um, give a national kind of framework for freedom, potentially. Uh, you know, it could do something like that so that the issues which are coming up at a state level have a, a national kind of break on them.
0: Kieran Jackson, Australian Christian Lobby New South Wales State Director. This is the sort of thing you guys have been talking about too, uh, articles on your website. Uh, It's part of the usual narrative when we talk about Christian ethics, values and the way the nation's being affected to be talking about issues of freedom. Uh, What sort of things have you been coming across of recent times while this election campaign's been unfolding?
2: Yeah, thanks Neil. Um, well basically the the position of ACL is that uh, we do need some sort of legislative um, framework for to protect religious freedom. Uh, it's not protected on a federal level and it's not protected in New South Wales um, to the extent that we think it should be. Um, it was It was great to have uh, we recently had a forum uh, in New South Wales with uh, some upper house candidates and we we put that question to them. Would they wait, uh, until a national framework or would they be willing to push for something like that, uh, in New South Wales, um, ahead of the feds? You know, this is the question I think that a lot of states are really grappling with at the moment. Do they go it alone, um, on, on a state level? Some of the, some of the states already have some legislation in this area. Um, so th- this is, I think this is a challenge for, um, for, for parliaments. Uh, how are they going to deal with this issue?
0: Uh, that's an interesting one, Michael Callahan. Uh Is it possible that the states might jump the gun? And as we've discussed before, uh, the federal politicians dragging their feet, taking so long with the Ruddock Review, taking so long to legislate how they might deal with the, the challenges. Uh, what are your thoughts for states uh, forgetting about what the federal politicians are doing and doing something on their own bat? Well, we've done some work with the
1: um, Christian Democratic Party, with the government uh, during this last state term to help draft uh, religious freedom legislation for New South Wales, which uh, the Christian Democratic Party uh, tabled uh, and have there ready for debate. But it has been delayed because of the Ruddock inquiry, because of the federal things, because of the state government's reluctance to implement something which would then just be overtaken by federal things. I think we're probably going to look to an ongoing, long, messy period of um, negotiations between state and federal governments and and in that mix we do need um, MPs with convictions at a state and a federal level. We need lobby groups like ACL, we need Freedom for Faith bringing uh, some religious freedom, legal expertise we need um, voters to act if they're concerned about these things it is going to take time Um, it will not happen uh, overnight but you know these things can be achieved
0: when we're talking about freedom of religion religions uh, these things are complicated matters nothing's simple while we're talking to a christian constituency in our audience that's likely to be listening all around australia right now Uh, What we're aware of is that if we're going to have freedom of religion, that doesn't mean just freedom of religion for Christians. Uh, This means freedom of religion for all of those religious organisations that are at work in Australia. So freedom for Muslims too. Uh, How does all of this fit as Christians when we think of the mix and the complications and the sophistication of what has to happen here to get things right? Uh, It it is complicated to make it work, but
1: we don't want to overthink it and say it's harder than it is. We we say it's rightly acknowledged that it's a basic human right, that you can have a religious belief, that you can speak it, that you can meet with others uh, who have it, and that every person should have that right. Uh, That um, it's not a question for the state to figure out which beliefs are acceptable, Uh, and allowing them to have rights. It's not a question of Christians having privileges. It's a question of us being able to live together well with deep differences.
0: And, of course, this orderliness that we might think of uh, is something that came with the First Fleet uh, from those foundations that uh, brought about a colonisation in Australia, and people might argue about that. But one of the things that came with that was an orderliness, uh, was our parliamentary uh, way that we do things. Do you think that our parliamentary democracy is strong enough to be able to take control of the freedom issues that are so important for us? Uh, the parliament can't avoid it. It's
1: it's it, it's their responsibility. But it's a it's got to be bigger than that. It's a it's a cultural thing as well. So the politics of this may well be led by the um, by a broader cultural movement that says you know we actually value these things. It matters, and so therefore you know this is how we want to do things uh, at our school, uh, in our workplace. Um, this is the way we we choose to live together. Now go and give that political expression.
0: Kieran Jackson from the Australian Christian Lobby, you had some uh, fabulous times pre-election coming up uh, with the uh, uh, Meet the Candidate forums. Was freedom one of those issues that came to the fore? What were the the sort of reflections uh, you might be able to let us in on uh, with regards to the way that candidates were reflecting these very significant issues?
2: Yeah, well, we we were able to... Essentially what we did was we... We ran a forum uh, for the Upper House. We think it's important that uh, Christians are aware of uh, where candidates sit in the Upper House on these issues. Uh, We don't know how the election is going to go tomorrow. And so um, we're saying to people, your vote in the Upper House matters. Um, These people are going to hold the balance of power uh, in all likelihood. And um, where, where do these minor parties sit on issues like religious freedom? So we did ask them a question about religious freedom um, and other issues like scripture in schools, euthanasia and um, the decriminalisation of abortion in New South Wales. So it, it, was, it was good to hear their positions um, on, on those issues. Um, it was good that they all said they would be willing to uh, look at legislation on religious freedom in New South Wales and that they provided that, that uh, the, the framework was, was something they accepted um that they don't didn't feel the need to wait uh for the feds uh, for, for the Commonwealth to act before they would, so that was encouraging very encouraging.
0: Uh, Come back to you, Michael Callahan. as we talk about uh, freedom for faith. And uh, your organisation says everything it needs to say about what you are on about. We're talking freedom. We're talking faith here. We're talking the Christian community. We're talking about things that might impact that freedom. And sometimes we're talking about uh, religious uh, loyalties and the way that religious uh, organisations, religious bodies are on the rise. What are your thoughts for how people ordinarily in Christian communities are responding? Are they responding the way that we might often encourage of, of befriending, of displaying acts of love uh, towards people who are different from ourselves? Or is there a prevailing sort of a fear? Uh, what are your thoughts for the way that we, in fact, interact as a Christian community, even in a changing society?
1: I I spoke with uh, an Iman in Newcastle recently who said to me his normal daily experience for his family was that his uh, wife and daughters would uh, be abused, uh, be spat on and uh, insulted just walking down the streets. And yet he turned up to a Freedom for Faith event. And uh, I asked him what got him there. And he said, look, the people that treat us differently are the Christians, they're mm-hmm. the ones that are actually giving a counter-narrative. Now, I don't want to say that's always the case. And, you know, either uh, in that terms is of it's very significant yeah. though,
0: to actually say that Christians actually yeah, were yeah. actually coming forward with a display of love.
1: And I think we need to, to ask and to hear how we're being heard by the Jewish community, by the Muslim community, uh, by the LGBT community. What's their experience like of uh, Christians? And, and not necessarily take for granted, you know, um, uh, media takes uh, on it. Uh, and it may be a time for reflection and, and repentance, but it may also be a time where actually the Christian community has something very special and precious to, to show others, uh, to say we've, we've actually got a way of thinking here that says, look, we can have genuine differences in the way that we believe things which are really important but absolute love and commitment to the other as a fellow citizen, as someone in the image of God and all those things.
0: Uh, Kieran Jackson, uh, Australian Christian Lobby, and, uh, you know, just uh, right up front here, Uh, when you're actually involved in political processes, political lobbying, it doesn't always look... Uh, compassionate and loving because you're rolling up your sleeves. Sometimes you're in a battle. Uh, Oftentimes you're there to make friends with people who are decision makers. But we've got a state election on tomorrow in New South Wales. Uh, Let me ask you what sort of things you've been saying to people on both sides, Uh, the Liberal, Nationals, the Labor Party. What sort of things have you been saying? What sort of things have you been lobbying for? What are the priorities you've been talking about with leaders?
2: Yeah, so we know that in this next term of Parliament it's very likely that there's a number of issues which will come up um, for vote and um, some of these issues are conscience issues Um, so the parties don't necessarily have a particular um, stance on it. Um, These are issues like euthanasia and abortion Um, and and really what we saw in the last term was uh, these sorts of issues can come down to a very narrow margin so we know that the euthanasia um, uh, piece of legislation that was in the upper house was only defeated by one vote. Yeah. And so, what what um, we're trying to highlight to our supporters and and to, to talk about is the importance of um, looking at your your candidates um, where they sit on uh, issues like this, um, particularly in the upper house. And um, you know you know what. And, and and putting those questions to the candidates and getting answers. So we've, um, we've we were able to do that um, at the forum, and, we're, and we put put the footage on our website. Uh, people can go and have a look at that um, at uh, www.acl.org.au um, and see where those candidates sit. Um, I know you had two two of the candidates in here just before we came um, for the Christian Democratic Party and the Australian Conservatives. Um, they ticked all their boxes, so to speak, um, on those issues, and we had we also had the Shooters and Fishers, who have a long history um, in the upper house of, of supporting the votes on these sorts of issues with Fred Nile, um, in, in the Christian Democrats, um, and we and we spoke to Mark Latham as well, um, and his his views uh, are on the website too. So um, that's what we'd say is um, have a look at those. Um, in in terms of um, other issues that have come up, uh, we I put out a media release today regarding. Labor's position on gay conversion therapy so labour have come out as an election commitment um, that they want to follow the dan andrews approach in victoria to to ban gay conversion therapy so what we've said is please tell us what that means um, i don't think anyone in the community really knows what they mean by that so we're seeking clarification on that um, yeah so there's some of the issues um, i mentioned before scripture in schools that's something that we have to always be vigilant about. Um, there was bipartisan support last year from Liberal and Labor on that issue, and um, that's great to see. Well, we've got to stay vigilant on that, make sure that the, that, uh, the parties know this is something important to Christians.
0: Kieran, I asked those uh, those guests who were on earlier that you're referring to uh, about whether uh, whether New South Wales would head down the Daniel Andrews path uh, if Labor was elected tomorrow, they seem to indicate that that might be the case. What are your concerns from the Australian Christian lobby point of view? Because New South Wales is very different at this point, but uh, with a change of leadership, those sorts of issues they get extra, uh, they get extra volume, extra airtime. If uh, if there is a Labor leader in power, what are your thoughts for for what might happen tomorrow if uh, Labor wins and those particular ethical issues, which are so important to Christians?
2: Well look it's hard to say because um we can only really go off what commitments uh labor has made. Um so obviously I just mentioned the gay conversion therapy one. There was one other commitment which um labor made some some weeks back in uh, speaking about abortion the, the desire to decriminalize they backed away from that commitment. So that was good to see that but they the, what they did instead was said that they would refer it to the law reform commission. So this is, you know, this is concerning because, um, it does mean that they want movement on this issue. It does mean that they'll be pushing, um, to, to, to build a case, um, for that. So that, that's concerning. Um, but yeah, we can only go on, uh, what, uh, what commitments they've made.
0: Michael Callaghan from Freedom for Faith. While these issues of freedom are important for us today in New South Wales on the eve of a state election, uh, they'll become very significant as we move towards a federal election. No doubt you'll be talking about these sorts of things every opportunity you get just to make sure people are informed about issues of freedom before a federal election comes around. And I know you don't tell people how to vote, uh, but what's your thoughts for applying your Christian faith, your Christian knowledge? Perhaps you might think of it in the way of, uh, you know, being theological, reflecting theologically about these sorts of issues. How do you encourage Christian believers to think deeply about the issues of our freedoms?
1: Uh, it's, a, it's a good question. I think with Karen, I think you, you can only go off people's records and their, uh, the promises they make. So you, you look carefully at, at what that is. And I think a lot of that then turns on character and trustworthiness, like uh, are these people that you uh, can trust? Um, and in terms of the principles that should guide thinking about freedom, I think a lot of it is pretty simple. It comes back to what it means to love God and uh, to love your neighbour and, and to do that in the uh, public political sphere uh, as, a, as a Christian.
0: Uh, well prayerfully, Michael prayerfully. Did, I, prayerfully did I forget to add that sure uh, Michael Callahan from Freedom for Faith thank you so much for taking time out it's not easy to get to us uh, in the CBD in Sydney right now but I appreciate you taking some time to be with us today on this special broadcast of 2020 thanks Neil well that's good to talk uh, Kieran Jackson just let me before we farewell you uh, when people go to the Australian Christian Lobby website acl.org.au, they can actually see the video presentations of a number of the upper house candidates. How important is it for listeners who are wanting to make an informed decision to perhaps check out those issues? Look,
2: it's very important. We think that uh, one way to look at this is really to say, take out an insurance policy against um, whoever forms government um, after this election. And so they can go and have a look at those videos of those upper house minor party candidates, um, at the top of the web page, there's uh, there's a link there to the New South Wales election. So we're we're encouraging people to have a look at the, you know, the, these these candidates have have put out their policies on these issues that we have discussed today, where they sit on those
0: issues, and and have a look and make a make your decision for yourself. Kieran Jackson, Australian Christian Lobby New South Wales State Director, thanks so much for being with us. I'll point people to acl.org.au. Appreciate you being with us on this broadcast today, Kieran. Thank you, Neil.